semi-plastic basalt and a hard outer shell relatively quite thin and composed of solid basalt and granite. The outer shell of the young earth must have been a good many millions of years changing from the liquid to the solid state and it is believed that before this change was completed, an event of the greatest importance took place, the formation of the moon. The next time you stand on a beach at night, watching the moon's bright path across the water, and conscious of the moon-drawn tides, remember that the moon itself may have been born of a great tidal wave of earthly substance torn off into space. And remember that if the moon was formed in this fashion, the event may have had much to do with shaping the ocean basins and the continents as we know them. There were tides in the new earth long before there was an ocean. In response to the pull of the sun, the molten liquids of the earth's whole surface rose in tides that rolled unhindered around the globe and only gradually slackened and diminished as the earthly shell cooled, congealed, and hardened. Those who believe that the moon is a child of the earth say that during an early stage of the Earth's development, something happened that caused this rolling, viscid tide to gather speed and momentum and to rise to unimaginable heights. Apparently, the force that created these greatest tides the Earth had ever known was the force of resonance. For at this time, the period of the solar tides had come to approach, then equal the period of the free oscillation of the liquid earth. And so every sun tide was given increased momentum by the push of the earth's oscillation. And each of the twice daily tides was larger than the one before it. Physicists have calculated that after 500 years of such monstrous, steadily increasing tides, those on the side toward the sun became too high for stability, and a great wave was torn away and hurled into space. But immediately, of course, the newly created satellite became subject to physical laws that set it spinning in an orbit of its own about the earth. This is what we call the moon. There are reasons for believing that this event took place after the Earth's crust had become slightly hardened instead of during its partly liquid state. There is to this day a great scar on the surface of the globe. This scar or depression holds the Pacific Ocean. According to some geophysicists, the floor of the Pacific is composed of basalt, the substance of the Earth's middle layer, while all other oceans are floored with a thin layer of granite, which makes up most of the Earth's outer layer. We immediately wonder what became of the Pacific's granite covering, and the most convenient assumption is that it was torn away when the moon was formed. There is supporting evidence. The mean density of the moon is much less than that of the earth, 
3.3 compared with 5.5, suggesting that the moon took away none of the Earth's heavy iron ore, but that it is composed only of the granite and some of the basalt of the outer layers. The birth of the moon probably helped shape other regions of the world's oceans besides the Pacific. When part of the crust was torn away, strains must have been set up in the remaining granite envelope. Perhaps the granite mass cracked open on the side opposite the moon's scar. Perhaps as the Earth spun on its axis and rushed on its orbit through space, the cracks widened and the masses of granite began to drift apart, moving over a tarry, slowly hardening layer of basalt. Gradually, the outer portions of the basalt layer became solid and the wandering continents came to rest.